0: Hey, welcome to another episode of the Dying Daily Podcast. I'm trying this one a little bit different. I'm using an app called Anchor. Um, I don't know much about it, but I'm going to give it a try here. Uh, I'm kind of concerned because I don't know how to edit on this app. And I usually have to edit a lot of stuff out. So we'll see if it works. This podcast may never make it to being uploaded. You know, I wanted to talk today just a little bit again about suffering The question I have people ask me a lot is that if everybody's suffering and everybody's doing the best they can within that suffering with the tools they have, how are we supposed to make judgments between right and wrong and good and bad and things like that? And I think that what they're what they're really asking in that context is how are we supposed to deal with people who are destructive or harmful to us in their suffering? like what are we supposed to what are we supposed to do to protect ourselves what are we supposed to do to protect the ones we love and just how do we deal with people who are just have become kind of vicious or kind of mean in their suffering and the thing that i always uh well there's two things i think of in this respect um one of them is that like you ever see these um you see like i want to picture like movies from the 80s maybe but you've got somebody who gets set on fire and they're running down the hall of the hotel And they, you know, they shoot out the window at the end. They just burst through it and they land in the pool, you know, or they plummet to their death, whatever. So you've got this person who's on fire and they're running down the hall screaming and they are waking people up. They're being loud. They're knocking over the, the room service carts. If somebody were to get in their way, this person on fire might grab them, you know, and, you know, say, help me, help me. But in saying that they might set them on fire. And that's really how I see people who are suffering. They're burning, they're in pain, they're disoriented, and they don't really know how to deal with that. So in that respect, we don't have to let them set us on fire. You know, we don't have to let them hurt us. If they're lashing out in their pain, or even if they're just trying to, even if they're just harming others in trying to deal with that pain, we can put up boundaries to where they don't have to, where we don't have to let them do that to us. The other thing is that, you know, with them knocking over the room service trays and screaming and yelling and maybe kicking on doors, in that respect, I think we just have to have some compassion for them and understand that they're doing this out of pain. They're doing this out of suffering. And we can maybe ask them, you know, what can I do? What can I do to help you? You know, try to find a way to make it better. Now, if the person's on fire running down the hotel hallway, of course, that's obvious what they need. And that's that's why it's just uh, an example. The other thing I think of all the time is that if you picture, um, you know, somebody's dog and they have abused this dog, they have starved it, they've shot it with pellet guns, they've left it out in the heat and the cold and they kick it. This dog is clearly going to be vicious. This dog is going to attack people that come near it. If it goes through this enough, you know, I think some dogs maybe withdraw, but then there's those that turn just absolutely just vicious. They will attack you on sight and that's a defense mechanism. I think we can look at that dog and we can feel compassion for it. We can hate that it's life has that its life has turned out this way, that this is what it's gone through as a living animal. But we don't jump in the yard with it. We don't let it chew our arm off or maul us in its pain. We have to protect ourselves in these matters. We especially if you have kids or you have a family that depends on you, you have to protect them as well across the board, when I speak with people who are behaving destructively, either to themselves or to other people, they're doing it because they're suffering. They're doing it because they're on fire. They're doing it because they've been abused and neglected. And, you know, I'm fortunate that I get to have these intentional conversations with people where what we're doing is trying to help them find a more constructive way to deal with their suffering and then find a way to end it. In our day-to-day lives, it's a little bit different. There are some people who don't, aren't aware they're suffering. They aren't aware that these things that are inside of them are negative and are bringing them down. And so they're not super interested in ending that. Um, or they've come to a place of such suffering that they enjoy inflicting it on others. You know, with people like that, we have to put up very strong boundaries. It may be as, as simple as telling them, you don't get to be a part of my life. You don't get to be a part of my family's life. And this is just simply the way it goes. This is just simply the way life works sometimes. Maybe you aren't the one to help them. Maybe they'll find that person down the line or they won't. But ultimately, they have to walk that out. You can't walk it out for them. You have to do what you can do to protect yourself in those moments. But we don't have to hate them. There's never a reason to move into hatred towards somebody for the suffering that they endure. There's never a reason to move towards hatred for somebody for how they act out in that we can protect ourselves without hating them. We can take a step back and not allow them in our lives, but we don't have to be angry. We don't have to hate them for what they do because when we do that, then we're creating suffering in ourselves. When we do that, we're, we're investing in the very same thing that has made them suffer so deeply and we're bringing it into our lives. And if we do that for ourselves, we're doing that for our friends and our family and everybody close to us. At the core of it, compassion is always available. Kindness is always available. We can do that with boundaries. It's not this, it's not this um, just clear cut, you have to do this a certain way thing. You can have compassion for people without getting close enough for them to burn you. You can have compassion for people without getting close enough for them to wound you. And in a way, there's a kindness in this that you're not, you're not compounding their suffering by having them wound another person. But ultimately, that's what it comes down to is being able to step back and say, I love you. I'm sorry for what you're going through. You have a place in my heart, but you don't get to have a place in my life until you get this all working a little better than it is. And so that's what I mean when I say everybody's suffering. Everybody's doing the best they can with what they have. It does not mean that they get to come into our world and make a mess or set it on fire or bite us. It just means that we don't have to hate them. We can understand where they're coming from and why they're behaving as they do. Give it a try. Find the people in your life that are very difficult to deal with and and see if you can find the root of their suffering. See if you can discover where it is that they are struggling so deeply. If you can speak to that and you can help them cool. Cool. If not, then you know where to draw your boundaries, but nowhere in there is there room to hate them. Nowhere in there is there room to come into opposition to them. We need to all be standing with each other to help this, but sometimes we do have to stand enough at a distance from people that they can't reach out and smack us. Hey, thanks for listening. I really appreciate everyone who takes the time to listen to these little podcasts, Um, you can find me at my website, jamescotthinson.com. I have blogs, there, videos, the podcasts are there. I have a mailing list that goes out every Sunday. I always try to have something cool that goes out with it. Um, lately I've been doing journal prompts. A lot of people like those. It's a way of taking whatever we're talking about and like bringing it into your daily life in a real way. And then, um, I'm also like, I think this next week or this next one, I'm going to start including these like mindful uh, phone wallpapers that kind of bring us into a place of mindfulness and attention when we're messing with our phones because that does seem to be the primary place of mindfulness that I see in people these days. So uh, yeah, check out the website there's pop-ups there's a little sidebar thing you can sign up. the easiest way is to go to jamesscotthenson.com backslash sign up and all I'll ever send you is that newsletter I don't spam people I don't um, I'm not intending to like start sending you emails every day or anything. So once again, Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Have a great week.